Hi, this is Claude B. And this is Bird. And together we are Two, Two Bees, Bees Pod. Pod. And we're just a couple of old bees talking about life, love, surviving, and thriving through the everyday trials of adulting as older millennials. We definitely don't have it all figured out, but we're doing it anyway. <laughs> Uh, so we're trying this bee thing again. Yeah. I like it. You don't like it though, huh? I, I just can't find words. I feel like I'm going to do it. Okay. We should like do something, but. Okay. Have fun. <laughs> should I start? Yeah. What kind of bee are you feeling like today? Bloated. Oh. <laughs> I feel bloated. I said it. I'm a woman. <laughs> Hear me flow. <laughs> I got bramps. <laughs> anyway <laughs> it, it takes a lot out of you that's mm-hmm. what I'm saying no it does yeah I'm tired yeah I'm fatigued for sure and I just want to lay down but I'm excited to talk to you it's my favorite part of my day <laughs> always talking <laughs> to me I'm sure <laughs> how are you feeling uh, I'm chill I'm good yeah yeah just chilling feeling <laughs> no it's cause insecure comes back tonight <laughs> yeah yeah um, <laughs> go to Target, get me some Blorox bleach. <laughs> yeah, so I'm chill. I couldn't find of a B equivalent to chill. You said basic, which I kind of thought of too, but I was like, rude when don't you said it. it. <laughs> we know it. Only you don't I can have to say it. Basic. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just chill. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe we'll keep this B thing going on some level, or maybe I will. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> But it's still good. I mean, I feel like we're kind of used to checking in because of the work we've done. Yes, constant check-ins. And I think, yeah, we've sort of kept that going through our friendship also, yeah? Yeah, letting mm-hmm. know, letting each other know where we're at because mm-hmm. we can be honest with each other. But it's good, especially the more we've been working together with this podcast. Yeah, in a different capacity. Yeah. Like in a different way. More of a, I guess, a partnership as opposed to just the regular friendship. Yeah. So, so it's so, important. Yeah. So we'll save our check-ins for the podcast. We won't talk to each other about <laughs> at our, all. our sadness until here. <laughs> so we can flood. Oh my God. <laughs> That's something people want to listen to. It's healthy. It's healthy. Some people want to hear people cry. But so that's why it's good. We're talking about. No. What? <laughs> <laughs> so moving on. No. What? <laughs> So they feel validated. Yeah? Yeah, like, oh, she gets angry. Well, I don't think people are listening to this because they're waiting for one of us to cry. <laughs> it won't happen from me. Oh, right. Because <laughs> you're a robot. <laughs> well, that's an interesting thing. So do you like to hear people cry? No. Would you believe me if I say no? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> Not after that. That's no, interesting. That was just a weird thing to That's, say. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to happen. More of the usual. This is me communicating. 
But that's why I'm glad we're doing the check-in thing. And the more we've been working together, it's been important for us to communicate, which is why we thought it would be great to talk about... Communication. Communication. Yeah. Because it's constant. And evolving for me, I think, as an adult. Yeah. From what it was when I was younger... And because we've had to put it into practice, <laughs> like yeah. we said, working together. Yeah. Yeah. To be so bicker. <clears throat> Sometimes, yeah. Or often about silly things. Yeah. yeah. About finding mercury retrograde oil. Oh, my God. <laughs> that happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we communicate with each other, with our other friendships, relationships, at work. We're just constantly communicating. <clears throat> but it's not just about talking. Right. No, yeah. Communication has a lot of different uh, aspects to it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Body language. Mm-hmm. Your face. Verbal, nonverbal. Yeah. Verbal. Your face. Your face. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about your face. Well, I kind of like have wanted to have a resting <clears throat> bitch face. Yeah? But I think I just like my lazy eye comes out when I try <laughs> to have one. Oh. It's okay. It's okay. Okay with it. I've come to terms with it. <laughs> no. So you have the opposite of a resting bitch face. Yeah. Yeah. I have what is it called? What what I wanted to discover, but it's already been discovered. <laughs> like much like everything else in our lives, we had already learned it from the internet and thought we came up with it. <laughs> this is part of my communication issue though. When like you know how I zone out? Yes. When talking? That is part of your communication issue. We'll get yeah. into that. Yeah. Uh-huh. But the reason I bring it up now is because my brain will zone out and someone will say something and my brain computes it, but then I don't process like this wasn't your idea. You know? When <laughs> and you you're say, like, oh, I've, I've had an, an original idea. thought. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, I just said that. Yeah. So we, so we, you mm. thought you came up with Over, like a way to say you're have a lot of, you show your emotions on your face. Yeah. Turns out it's called overly expressive face. <laughs> and it's a thing. <laughs> it's a thing. Already. And it's been thought out, probably yeah. more than I would have thought it out. <laughs> right, you got OEF. OEF. Yeah. Which is because I got my big eyes, my eyebrows. People constantly point it out, like in meetings. Yes. When people say stuff that maybe I don't agree with, or I'm mm-hmm. shocked, or shook it, to quote yeah. you by. And people just look at me and they start laughing, and then I get in trouble. <laughs> or when you're like annoyed. Yeah. It's so obvious right yeah. away. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a video with my face. With your OEF. We should do a video of our faces. Um, but that would just you? be like my everyday face. I don't know. It's weird though. because Let What? Let's let's show the world. My RBF. Yeah. Which is what I suffer from. Or, do you feel like it's gotten you into trouble? I don't know if I suffer from it. Mm. Or has it scared people? Yeah. I think people are just like, what's this bitch's problem? <laughs> I think uh, I think some people maybe are less inclined to talk to me because of it, which I don't hate. <laughs> it's fine. So you think you'll keep it? <laughs> I mean, I don't think I have a choice. Do you ever try to fix it? Not fix it. That's sorry. That's <laughs> fix your face. <laughs> I mean, I've you know seeked professional help. <laughs> no, it's just. It just is. I don't know. I can't control it. But I was going to say it's like weird because like I kind of have like a huge smile and laugh and mouth situation. Okay. (laughs) 
So like, how does it naturally just shut down? (laughs) Maybe because it's so big. It's like, oh, we need to go back and rest (laughs) and recover for the next smile and laugh situation yeah. i don't know we're trying to prevent wrinkles it's a dichotomy oh my god yes. that's what i love when people say that they're just being smart they're not you guys aren't bitches everyone who has resting bitch face yeah you're not bad people it's you're just, just conscious of wrinkles. preventative care mm. mm-hmm. prevention yeah. is key yeah so that just makes me think about how when we communicate it's also what we're communicating when people are talking to us when we're the receivers because sometimes it I can't tell if maybe I'm giving the person what they need for them to communicate their needs. You know, like if you look uninterested or you have your arms crossed, like what are you communicating? Yeah. Body language. Yeah. Yeah. So your body, it's not just what your words are saying, right? It's like your body language is saying a lot as well. Which I feel like we learned when we did training. Well, you were my trainer. Yeah. As everything in life. (laughs) All right. Sensei. Yeah, when we um, we did a crisis intervention, peer counseling training. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's definitely what helped evolve my communication skills a lot in life. And because yeah. if there's ever a situation where you don't want to miscommunicate through body language or words, it's when a survivor yes. is disclosing to you. Right. right. And you're, you know, especially like someone with like OEF, O-E-F. <laughs> as yourself, you don't want to like... <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to, um, yeah, just send the wrong message. Yeah. yeah. Or like me, I'm like, my bored? Mm. Do I hate you? Like, what's the problem? Yeah. So you want to try and be conscious of those things. Yeah. But it's a work in progress, right? Because we're not always doing it. No, mm. sometimes we're bad at it. Oh, yes. A lot of times sometimes we're bad at it. Sometimes I'm bad at it. <laughs> and it just depends, I think, who you're communicating with also. Yeah, it's different when we're talking to survivors, maybe in work life with each other. But it's still kind of, it is still a practice we do. Like, we're not total jerks all the time. (laughs) We're fun jerks. The main thing is, like, actively listening, Mm -hmm. which, of course, I've just shared is sometimes an issue for me when my brain. Yes. My brain gets, I'm undiagnosed. Actively shuts down. Yeah. You're undiagnosed. I'm undiagnosed with my attention. I, I, we don't know what it is, and we're not going to speculate. But you think there's something there? I think so, because how is it possible that I can't <clears throat> focus? Like, it happened last night. I was having a conversation, and then I heard another conversation that I might be interested in, and my brain was like, try and do both. I I do that, too, sort of, like, at ear hustle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I think it's just, I don't know, part of the chismosanes. Mm. But I try to... Be conscious of the conversation I'm actively having while still hearing other conversations, which is weird and also still distracting. Yeah. Or I try to include the person I'm talking to and to my <laughs> Hey, did you hear what's going on ma- back there? Yeah, totally. I do. <laughs> it's not good. But um yeah, that definitely is part of like the chismosa situation. Yeah. It's just like you want to be everywhere all the time. Yeah. But you feel like you tune out. Yes. And then go to Another the other conversation. And then come back and I've merged conversations. And you're just like, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is like Claudia and probably <laughs> Mac and maybe my family. But mostly you and my fiance can tell when I stop listening. But it's not intentional, which I feel bad. But maybe I'm just a selfish person. I don't know. Anything. Can I say 
how we were recording. Oh, yeah. We were recording and I was talking and I'm looking at her and I'm like, this bitch has gone elsewhere. (laughs) She has left the building no longer with us. And then you like, like came back in and said something. But I was like, "Mm, no, that's not what I was saying. Luckily, we didn't use that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But you think you're it's not intentional? Yeah. Because it is annoying. <laughs> no, but I mean, right? Because going back to communication, it can be frustrating yeah. if you're like right. talking to someone and that person is disinterested or appears mm. disinterested or just not engaged or that person responds in the wrong moment or mm. in the wrong way because they're not <laughs> listening, yeah. you know? So it's just like, you know, a work in progress, like yes. we were saying. Because I want to... We need to convey that we're listening. Like, if we want people to communicate with us, if I want people to communicate with me, then I need to make sure that I'm creating that space, which zoning out and... I'm aware. I'm a-learning. Yeah. We all are, yeah. Because it definitely, for me, but I'm sure for you, um, our communication styles have evolved, like we were talking about before, right? From when we were younger. Yeah. I don't... I can't remember communicating at a younger age. Maybe keeping things to yourself a lot more. Yeah. I can't think of a difference. I could just think of like recently. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm, I think I'm just more touchy-feely now than mm. I would have been before. You know, like just more in tune and in touch with emotions, mine and other people. And like we were saying, active listening and... Um, trying to be aware of your body language and your facial expressions and uh, being aware of uh, empathy, like conveying Mm. empathy and not just having things fall upon deaf ears. So I'm, uh, so that's the difference for me that I know that I've implemented those tools that we learned during training into everyday life. Yeah. And you do that too. So I don't know if you didn't do that before. Who knows? (laughs) Who can tell? Who could tell? But empathy is the biggest thing. Because people mostly think about sympathy. Right? right. Which is basically, it's not bad, but it's having pity or feeling bad for someone, feeling sorry for someone's situation versus empathy, which is putting yourself in someone's shoes, whether you've experienced it or not, that you can really identify and right. feel what that must feel like so you can... Relate, yeah, really connect, connect to that person, yeah. So there's more value in having empathy versus just like, oh, that sucks. It's like, right. I feel for you, I'm sorry, and versus that just sucks. Yeah, right? well, that sucks. Moving well, on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sucks to be you. Right. Not Which is how sympathy can come across sometimes. Sucks to yeah. be you. Empathy is like, sucks to be us. <laughs> no. Don't. Empathy, I think, is more validating. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're, um, you feel heard and validated. Your feelings feel validated. Mm-hmm. Regardless of what, you know, they may be or regardless of how insignificant sometimes I think you, someone can feel about whatever situation they're going through. Yeah. Um, if you are talking to someone, communicating with someone who is able to empathize with you, then sometimes... For me, I feel like it, it gives me more of a feeling of being validated and heard. And heard. And so a big part of empathy is active listening. Right. 
which would be showing that you're engaged and engaged <laughs> and listening and open to hearing and not being quick to answer or not listening and thinking about what you're going to say. Right. Like being present. Right. Yes. And so, um, some of the ways that you can convey active listening are through like some kind of gestures or something. Nodding, like nodding yeah. while someone's listening. Eye contact. Okay. Can I say we discovered this from, you know, doing this podcast has been a, it's a learning process, right? Yeah. So we hear, we listen to the, um, we listen episodes. to ourselves constantly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is sometimes it's not fine. a good thing. But what I noticed and what we were discussing the other day is yeah. that how I tend to say like, yeah, a lot or what's the other thing I say? Mm. Yeah. I make a lot of like yeah. sounds like that. And then I realized I was processing that, I guess. And I realized that I do that because I'm like I'm trying to show active listening, I think. Mm. Yeah. See, like you just <laughs> did. Yeah. So like sometimes if someone's telling me a story or, you know, sharing something instead of interrupting or jumping in with my own opinion or whatever, I just say, yeah, yeah, or mm, yeah. mm-hmm, or whatever, like, nod. Which I'm I, like, <laughs> I feel like I never notice because that's what I look for when mm-hmm. I'm talking to people. <laughs> now we're, like, super noticing it. Yeah. yeah, right. I, when I'm... A connection. Yeah, when I'm sharing something personal or even anything, because here are my, here are my experiences with people that have worked. Okay, is somebody telling me like nodding or maintaining eye contact, right. nodding their head, somehow showing me that they give a shit about what I'm saying? Right, I'm, as I'm nodding. Yeah, right. as your body's yeah. nodding. So sometimes that is for me when people say that. That's why I don't think I've ever noticed like, oh, you say yeah a lot mm-hmm. because right. it works for me. Mm-hmm. But then there's people that you talk to, and you get completely thrown off on what you're you're saying because their face looks like. They're confused. Like, I've had conversations with people who, when you're talking, maybe you're given an idea, and their face looks like you've just said the dumbest thing they've ever heard. Oh. You know? Yeah, yeah. And it throws you off. So, like, that's why it's so important to recognize. So you feel like that person is not conscious of their... Or they're already thinking, like, I'm about to tell this person that was a stupid idea. Yeah, they're listening to respond. Yeah. Or they're hearing to respond, not listening. Yeah. Listening without judgment. Right. And listening versus hearing, right? Because, like, listening to take in in the information and process and then respond in a appropriate, empathic Mm. manner as opposed to just hearing it, receiving it, and then being ready to reply with whatever that may be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Totally. So... Empathy and active listening, I think, for us are very important in what uh, in communication. Mm-hmm. Another thing, which <laughs> I practice, I guess, or I try you to do. practice, I do practice, um, is assertiveness. The types of communication uh, we can exhibit. I, because I think that, oh, so a few things for me. But um, for me, because I grew up as a really like quiet, shy child mm-hmm. and a people pleaser, yeah. Um, so I tended to be, I guess I would consider myself more passive. Mm. Um, so as I grew up, grew older, sort of grew into myself, um, and being a woman, I realized that that's not always the best method for me or for us as women. I think it's very important 
um, as women when you're communicating to find your voice Mm -hmm. and learn assertiveness. Um, Because we're oftentimes just taught so much to be passive, to just go with the flow and not cause waves and not have people see you as a difficult person or as a bitch, right? That's the big B word that everyone's Mm. afraid of being called. Um, So you just say yes to everything. But it's important to assert yourself and be able to really express how you feel and what you think. Um, And uh, sorry, I can't really lost the words. (laughs) Yeah. Well, assertiveness is something that I learned from you know, doing me from, from my sensei, <laughs> my other sensei who taught uh, me how to be an empowerment self-defense instructor. Hey, Wilo. Hey, Wilo. <laughs> um, but it's assertiveness is speaking up for yourself, standing up for yourself, defending yourself without denying the rights of others. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Right. And I think just if we could, we could go back to our last story episode you know, that came into play when we were talking about our mm. own experiences of sexual harassment, which is why it can be so important um, as women to f- find your voice and be assertive. Yeah. Because we're faced with things like that on an everyday basis, I would say. Yeah. And it can be tough sometimes to, to assert yourself because in times when you feel like you're being um, uh, attacked or someone is violating you, whether physically or verbally... And, you know, that's be also being aware of, like, our traumas and stuff that we're still holding on to. Mm-hmm. Because then it makes it difficult, difficult for us to uh, effectively assert ourselves. It may come off, like, more... Like, in, in, in that one situation at brunch. Like, it was uh-huh. hard for us to, like... We weren't just going to educate this person and say, Actually, sir, what you right. just said was sexual harassment. Right. It was too much. It was too attacking. And it was... Too much caught off. We were caught off guard. Yeah. You guys were caught off guard, which then put us in defense mode. But then with this last other incident, uh, when the individual came back, we were asserting ourselves and educating that person. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it didn't escalate. And it probably could have. Right. But we were just, you know, letting this person know that your behavior was wrong. Mm-hmm. It's not okay. Yeah. But we didn't take it too far because we knew that he could go back to... It, it could... Be taken out on her. Right. So it's important to be assertive, right? And like, um, like sort of in the first, our own personal experience that we talked about, we kind of take it, I don't know if you, would you say that we took it to like an aggressive level? Uh, I don't know if necessarily aggressive, we but we were, right, not physical. We raised our voices. Yeah. Right. So we had to go like sort of next step assertiveness to protect because, ourselves. Yeah. Because it's hard in situations like that. Right. To practice like only assertiveness when mm-hmm. someone's like saying no you're crazy so you're you try to find some other way to be heard and that's why you kind of flirt with the line of maybe a line of aggressiveness right so um so that kind of brings me into um communicating within def- different situations and within different people in your life so the different relationships right because in that situation we had to be assertive and then sort of step it up a little bit because we felt threatened um we felt threatened you know um so in other situations like let's say uh with friends or family or our significant others or even work situations um i don't know about you but i feel like i communicate differently with different people yeah i mean and with friendships and relationships and work relationships 
you need to communicate for the sake of moving on and moving forward. Like, if you want friendships to continue, then you have to communicate what you need and take what their needs are. When it comes to work, you have to communicate so that you can get work done. Right. Right? And so it might not be as touchy-feely as we are with our partners, or we might not be willing to take as much time. Mm -hmm. But I guess that just kind of also says where you're at with some people. Right. Yeah. How much you want to invest in communicating and resolving conflict? Because mm. that's what communication helps with, right? Resolving conflict um, with different relationships. Like, you know, for example, a work situation. And you're not gonna potentially get like too assertive or too aggressive. Actually, yeah. you're not gonna get aggressive because it just might not be the most the smartest thing to do in a work situation. And yeah. you just kind of have to still go there, go with the flow um, and continue to function and work there. Whereas if you're dealing with a personal relationship, like friendships mm -hmm. or whatever it may be, um, you know, you'll have to handle those situations differently. Like for, like we, you know, we talked about us a little bit earlier, but for us, you and I, mm -hmm. I feel like, we can sort of be assertive with each other without being aggressive. Yeah. Um, or depending on the situation. For me, um, I know that there's times where I'm like, like everyone sort of takes accountability. And mm -hmm. I think that's also important in relationships and in communication. Um, so if I'm feeling like a way, like I'm feeling like you're treating me away or whatever. Yeah. And then um, we f or you may feel similarly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm okay saying, well, maybe we're both being this way. Right. Instead of getting defensive yeah. and um, blaming each other or whatever. Because to me, the relationship, the friendship is more important than winning or being right or yeah. whatever. Which sometimes people get hung up on, right? In conflict. Yeah. And this is, our friendship beyond this podcast, like, is something we want to maintain yeah. for a long time. We've been friends a long time. And it's a really solid friendship and so that's why it's important for us to communicate and we've had more examples recently because we've been working our friendship together has taken so on an, another um um a shade yeah and so you saying uh me saying one thing i sometimes it's necessary to explain like i'm saying this because like you know what's scheduling mm -hmm. it's it's worth expressing that it's not that i don't want to do something but here's where i'm at today right. i'm a bit overwhelmed and then right. work it out and checking that goes back to checking yeah. in. you know we do a good job of checking in with each other mm -hmm. and like even with you know my husband sometimes you know sometimes i like uh and again with time and age and learning different skills sometimes i realize that i'm just like being an asshole you know yeah. and i have to check in with myself and see why and it could be just nothing external nothing that he's done but mm. just how I'm feeling, whatever I'm going through internally, whatever sort of things I'm taking on and processing um, and checking in with him and saying like, hey, sorry, ex I've been acting whatever sort of way. This is why it's mm. not about you. It's not. And, you know, and that opens it up for dialogue and communicating further and trying to alleviate uh, misunderstandings. You feel like it's always been that way or I mean, you guys have been together as long as you and I have been friends. We've a you, little longer. <laughs> both him and I and you and I have been together at the same amount of time. Um, no, it's not always been that way. I, marriage is, uh, you know, it's a um, 
a labor of love, as they oh. say. <laughs> no, but marriage is work. Like, relationships are work. Nothing comes easy. Coming soon, June 2019. <laughs> um... Mm-hmm. So we've had to learn that. And for me, you know, we talked about the training that we received, the peer counseling Mm. crisis intervention training. But for me, it's also having done the work myself, having meaning having done therapy on my own and therapy together as a couple, because uh, early on, we were sort of having a lot of misunderstandings and miscommunication and not learning how the other one receives information or how the other one processes information. So it's important to try to learn those things about, you know, the people you're in relationships in, whatever that relationship may be, and being open to working with them if it's something that you want to do. But definitely, it's for me, it's been therapy also. Think, like, big in my life. Yeah. No, I appreciate you bringing that up. Um, therapy being... Because even, like, with therapy in itself, it's not that necessarily you learn everything, but it's a space where you can kind of get thoughts out of your head so that you can... Process. Process. And then when you need to have the tough conversations, mm-hmm. you're more ready, which has been my experience with therapy and different things yeah. I've experienced uh, outside of relationship, in relationships, you know. It's like gaining skills. Yeah. And then I think with therapy, it's also um, with therapy and with life and just different things, it's, uh, it's also kind of for me where you learn that's Sometimes you let go of some things and some people and that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, that some relationships are not able to be fixed or salvaged mm. um, or maybe they're one-sided. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm. so then sometimes that's maybe not worth fixing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or if someone's hurt you and it's and you know that you're not going to get the resolution you need. So why is it worth putting yourself through all that? And in all of this, in communication, like, both sides' needs matter. Right. And um, mean something. So, you know, it's it's individual, but sometimes communication can go wrong. And then you just figure out if you can fix it. If you want to fix it, don't. Well, speaking of communication going wrong, what about (gasps) in this day and age that we live in as millennials, digital communication? Yeah. Email, text, yeah. social media now even, right? Harassing, comments, <laughs> trolls, yeah. Trolls. Yeah. Ooh, trolls. Which is like a whole other thing is digital yeah. communication because... There's no context. Right, yeah. And then what, I was, what I've read is that you can't express empathy because the whole point of empathy is putting yourself in someone else's shoes. But when there's no person there, you can't see mm-hmm. their shoes. Mm, that's harder to do. Yeah. Which can lead to more misunderstandings and things like that. That's, I feel like that's a whole topic on its own. Yeah. Right? So, but you can still, you can still communicate and express yourself and be detailed and say, when I said X, I meant, this is what I meant and this right, is why I said right. it. Just feeling like, because even like periods and exclamation marks right. and all caps yeah. you read into it sometimes like it just depends where the receiver is right and you can read into it something more than yeah yeah which is why it's worth exploring and making sure you're understanding a person and someone's understanding you 
Because someone may reply to you, say, in all caps, and you're kind of like, whoa, why are they yelling? And they're like, oh, shoot, I just hit caps lock. I don't know about you, but anytime someone sends something in all caps or, like, chats in all caps, like, in my head, it's automatic screaming. Yeah, it's aggressive. (laughs) And I'm like, why is it so intense right now? I just ask, like, what are you having for lunch? (laughs) I'm always, like, when I accidentally put ha 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 in all caps, I'm like, it wasn't that hard. (laughs) Like, oh. Okay, calm down. Calm yourself. (laughs) Yeah. What does everyone else think about this, about communication, communicating as uh, elder, older millennials, communicating as adults, you know, it's different. Uh, Navigating communication and friendships is very different at our mature ages as opposed to earlier in life. So what kind of communication styles do you have? What do you prefer? Um, has it evolved for you? If so mm. how and when do you feel the most validated and listened to? Mm-hmm. What's worked? What hasn't? Right. So you, as always, uh, you can let us know. Uh, you know, we're Two Beats Pod everywhere: Instagram, Twitter, and Two Beats Pod at Gmail dot com. All right. So now let's move into Chismosa Corner. Okay, we've kind of talked about a little what works for us with communication but when you're communicating with someone because we've said what we do to make people think or give the vibe that we're listening yeah right Mm -hmm. but what's worked for you like when someone's when you're sharing something um yeah i think active listening and empathy just like what we just said and you know when you sort of like reiterate or repeat what someone said Ah. to you like so what i'm hearing is Mm. so what i hear you say or you know normalizing normalizing your feelings like particularly like stuff i've been through in the last couple of years it's just um sometimes you just feel like a little nuts i guess and kooky with some of your feelings that you're going through um and so having people say that it's perfectly okay or perfectly normal to feel the way you feel um no matter what that may be sometimes that to me that's really effective and i feel like okay this person's listening this person is validating this person actually cares instead as opposed to for me as opposed to like having someone just say it's fine you'll get over it or um here's a solution you know things like that so that's what works best for me um what about you I think I've like shared a little bit that it's like the nodding and people being aware of their facial expressions. Yeah. So I feel like in order to get my needs met, I think I'm going to start saying that. Before I have a conversation with someone, I'm going to say, can you please be aware of your facial expressions? <laughs> yeah. And my needs. Okay. Um, but seriously, when I when I share my story, uh-huh. I always, um, of, uh, being a survivor of sexual assault, I... It's kind of important for me, for people in the audience, or to focus on someone who I feel like is nodding, or their face is like they're listening. Right. So I kind of focus on those individuals, because I've had it before where I've shared my story, and someone's face looks like they're confused or something, and turns out it's just their face. Yeah. But um, it comes off like they're judging right. my story and my experience, which takes you out of the zone, and doesn't make you feel like you're having a safe conversation right yeah Yeah. so someone you can connect with kind of yeah which is through the nodding and and it can be a complete stranger who doesn't know me and doesn't know my needs right which is just you know just be that person yeah listen totally okay cool can i have a fun question yeah okay because you you kind of brought something up when in just our regular convos but 
since we're like a new duo, well, we're, we're an existing <laughs> duo, but we're going to be like the two bees duo. Yeah. What like celebs or what like, what do you call it? Like movie, TV show, whatever. Fictional characters. BFF duos are like us. Oh, okay. Because I brought up that thing because watching Orange is the New Black, uh-huh. like I mentioned before. Yeah. So um, I texted you that one day and was like, are we Cindy and Flaca right now? Yes. <laughs> I'm, who are you? If we're Cindy know. and Flaca. Probably Flaca. Yeah, I would agree. I'm definitely more of a Cindy. Yeah. 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 So yeah, Cindy and Flaca would be for me. Cause I was like, oh, hello, this is us. Except not in prison. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and they fight, but they love each other. Yeah. Yeah. Totally us. Mm-hmm. Okay, mine, because obviously I mm-hmm. love Lucy. Yes. We're Lucy and Ethel. And I'm Lucy, obviously. Uh-huh. You're Ethel. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm the fun one, I know. <laughs> <laughs> they always said that. They say that Lucy made a Ethel like. Yeah, Lucy's down a her hater. Life. <laughs> yeah. So it's me. She didn't <laughs> So obviously, <laughs> if I had control and I could dim your light, I would. Wow. So feeling some like aggressive communication happening right now. But I'm communicating. <laughs> but if I, yeah, if I could tell someone, hey, you're shining too much right now. Uh, tone it down a tone bit, would you? Let Brittany shine. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. I really want more questions from people. Yes, so... We get a nice response that people are listening, but communicate with us, people. Yeah, communicate with <laughs> us back um, in active and empathic ways. Yeah. <laughs> and you can do that at 2BeastPod at Twitter and Instagram and on Gmail. Thanks for listening. Follow us on all socials at 2BeastPod. That's T-W-O-B-S-Pod. Tell your friends... And your friends' friends. More importantly, tell your followers and your haters. Bye. Bye.